Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Jan Koch with me. Uh, welcome, Jan. Thanks for having me, George. Can you tell me a little bit about your business background and what you did prior to starting your own business? Sure. Um, I went the traditional career path. I got a degree. Uh, in my case, it was business informatics. And after that, I was working as a business consultant. And basically, I just got the degree because I expected to earn quite an amount of money from it. And um, it turned out that I didn't earn the money I expected. So I, I couldn't support the lifestyle that I desired. You know, nice car, nice apartment, nice clothes, all that stuff we all are searching for. And um, to up my salary, to increase my salary, I started studying for a master's degree on the side while being employed. That was a degree in IT security. And the academy advertised that their students would earn six figures when they are finished and I was particularly interested in IT security so I just started studying in that field and I soon realized that the pressure was way too high that I could take it. Um, I was working 60 plus hours a week I almost ruined my relationship with the girl I loved because I was constantly out of temper and I was constantly stressed and frustrated and soon I realized that I had to quit the masters degree because um, I just couldn't take the pressure anymore and I realized that working that hard isn't worth the money even if it's six figures and I wanted to or in, in that time I realized that I wanted more from my life than just working for money so I started a side business after I quit the master studies after just six months mm -hmm. and um, I realized that it couldn't get any worse to that time I had a physical breakdown I was frustrated all the time I was working a lot so um, quitting the masters actually freed up 30 hours of additional time for me and I thought I'd rather spend that time working in a side business I'm passionate about than just wasting the time doing nothing. So, uh, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned money um, yeah. before uh, going into your master's. You know, your goal was you know, to, to increase your earnings. But then uh, that stress kind of changed your mind, I guess. Uh, yep. That So that's that's so important because so many of us are motivated by money. You know, you're going to get that degree or that job or start that business or whatever it is. And money seems to be the number one thing. But then as stress, you know, increases, then then it, it really becomes less and less important. Can you talk about how, how that changed your thinking about money and the importance of just looking at money only? Yeah, sure. Um, as I said, it started all with a degree in business informatics, which should have led to a quite a nice salary. And I was interested in the field of business informatics. And I was working as a business consultant, helping businesses with implementing enterprise relationship planning systems. So um, I enjoyed that job and I, I had fun in that job, but I wasn't satisfied with the money that I was earning because mm -hmm. I, I couldn't even rent an apartment for myself. It was, it was too too little money to own a car and drive a car and uh, live in an apartment myself. So I had to live with my parents for that time. And um, as you said, or as I said, the master's degree was to increase my salary massively. It was would have tripled my salary, in fact. And um, I realized that money is just one part of the game or one part in life because once you have 
uh, enough money to pay all the bills, what's next? What are you living for? So m money isn't just the goal for me and it changed in the situation where I had the physical breakdown and I was going to hospital because I couldn't barely move mm -hmm. because I was just so putting so much stress on my shoulders myself and worrying about how everything will turn out and if everything will be okay in the future and um, I realized that life is not about money but life is about um, to be enjoyed and to add mm -hmm. value to other people's lives and to live life on the terms that you set for yourself and not that a job sets for yourself or that your boss defines how you spend your time. And, you know, working in a job means working 40 hours a week with something that you don't control your own. You have mm -hmm. to do what someone tells you. And if that doesn't resonate with you, you feel quite frustrated and you feel quite... Uh, demotivated to try anything else and that was exactly the case for me so uh, when you had this physical breakdown due to stress what was the next thing that you did the next thing that I did was taking a really close look inside myself of why I started the business uh, why I started the master's degree and why I put myself in this situation that this everything could happen because I, I saw myself as a failure to that time because I wasn't able to get a master's degree although I thought I was pretty smart or I am pretty smart but obviously that was not enough to that time and yeah um, I really so you felt you felt like a loser right I, I mean if I, if I, I understand I fell flat on my face yes okay so Did you do anything? Did you? Who did you talk to? Did you read books? Did you? Wh how did you get through that period? Um, one very important part was my girlfriend and my parents, because they supported me in every situation I was in, and um, they said if I couldn't take the pressure, I should quit the masters, because just quitting the masters isn't saying that I'm a failure but that the master's degree isn't just for me and that I don't need a master's degree to make good money. And I associated that master's degree with, with the lifestyle that I desired. And um, over the conversations that I had with my girlfriend and my parents and one particular friend who was running a business on his own, um, I got clear about how I could um, make a living on my own and achieve the lifestyle that I desired and I saw that the master's degree or even being employed isn't a part in that routine and in that game and that's when I decided to quit the master's even though I first thought of it as exacting the failure I turned that mindset into just starting all over again and learning the lesson so you quit your ma you get you get out of the hospital you quit your master's How do you earn a living after that, or or what was what was your goal at that at that point? At that point, I knew that I had to get out of my job because the job was fine, but I wasn't truly passionate about what I was doing, and I realized that life is too precious to just do something that feels okay. I want to live mm -hmm. life to the fullest, and I want to grow myself with every day and. Um, At that time, I started a business on the side working as a web designer, and I started the business together with a friend of mine who could offer network maintenance services, 
So we, we had like a complete package for small businesses doing their network maintenance and doing their web design stuff. And it took me about 18 months with that business before I turned the business model to online business. So that 18 months, uh, that was your, it was a full-time business for you? It, it was a part-time business for you. I was still working as business consultant 40 hours a week. And mm -hmm. during the time I spent studying for the master's, uh, that, that time was freed up after I quit the master's. So I, mm -hmm. I suddenly had 25 to 30 hours additional time that I could use to grow a business on the side. And because I was passionate about what I was doing, it, does, it didn't feel like work and the pressure didn't add up. And that, that, okay. that's how I got my first, that, that's how I got my hands dirty and how, how I made the first experiences. And it took about 18 months to realize that the business I was building wasn't particularly in line with my goals, with the, with, with the vision that I want to achieve. So I turned the model to um, internet business. And I grew that business within seven months so that I could quit my job as business consultant. So you had, about for about 18 months, you have been working part-time as you were transitioning from your job into a business. Is e that correct? Exactly, yes. Now, 18 months <coughs> later, you started transitioning into an online business? Yes, and what was, I mean, uh, the offline business, that was web development and IT. What was the online business? Um, I didn't really know what I was doing to that time, but I joined a training program called Internet Business Mastery. And um, I just started a blog writing about the progress that I was making and learning about online business and online marketing. And without knowing what I was doing, I was building a community and attracting people to my site who were in the same situation like I was, because I was totally transparent with what I what I knew and what I didn't knew. So um, over the time, I learned, well, I, I experimented with several methods. I experimented with Google AdSense, with affiliate marketing, and what was the game changer for me was positioning myself as a web designer on my blog. And as soon as I started that, I could see the income rise qu pretty quickly. And um, right now I'm making most of the money as web designer, but I'm also working on a course to share the experiences that I, that I had. Now the blog, that's the it's jkoch.me, is, is that the uh, website? Back in the beginning, it was called Migrate Online Business. Um, mm -hmm. MigrateOnlineBusiness.com was the URL back then. And I changed that because I wanted to create a personal brand. Um, okay. When I started, I just did some keyword research. And as I figured that great online business could attract approximately 1,000 visitors a month, which isn't much, but um, it was a good base to start upon. And I grew that blog pretty quickly to around 400 visitors a day. And, and how, why do you think that that blog grew? And what, what were some of the things that, did you try to grow it, or was it just creating the content and people showed up? Um, I was basically creating the content um, optimized for organic search. So I had some SEO going on and learning about SEO, and people found one particular blog post that ranked pretty well. And the problem I had was keeping the the people on my site, keeping the visitors on my site, because they found one blog post in Google, they read the blog post or skimmed through it, and then they left my site. 
And okay. um, and what what did you do to keep them on your site? I experimented with a lot of stuff. I experimented with um, linking internal blog or linking my other blog posts in that blog post. Um, I experimented with pop-up plugins. Um, I experimented with um, feature, or as you can see on my site right now, I'm, I've added a featured on section in the sidebar to add some more credibility to my site mm -hmm. for first-time visitors. And yeah, that's how I. And made what and what and what worked? I mean, uh, you you tried all these things, but then which one worked or which ones work? Um, the pop-up plugin, pop plugin worked quite well, but it's hard to get the copyright in that plugin to, so, don't, so that you don't annoy people. Um, the featured area worked as well. That was pretty good. Okay, so credibility, establishing yeah. credibility was exactly. really helpful to exactly. keep people. Pe people need to see at first glance what they can get on your site. So you have to have clear headings in the blog post that people can easily skim through and get the main idea of the blog post and people can people need to see what's in it for them and why they should trust you mm -hmm. credibility and providing value exactly now you know it's uh it's interesting that you uh you you started your own business because you know you're you're from germany right you're in germany yep. Yeah. Now in the U.S., uh, you know, entrepreneurship is 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 really the way to go. It's, they say it's the American way. But uh, do you have uh, family members that own their own business or friends, or how did you even think about that? I'm I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. I'm probably one of maybe ten online entrepreneurs in my city, which is around, which uh, fifty thousand people live in. So it's quite small. Um, I've got one friend who started his online business at the age of 16 and who lives in America now and works for a startup in San Francisco. And that guy really taught me the first steps in online business and pointed me to the training program I mentioned earlier and to blogs mm -hmm. to follow. And it was that guy who showed me that online business isn't just a scam because when I was starting out, I was afraid of that... Um, Guys like uh, Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income, for example, he earns incredibly much every month. And um, I was afraid that those figures are just made up and that it's just not true and that I'm, you know, what, what the comfort zone comes up with, uh, what the mind tries to keep you in the comfort zone are fears. And I, I was feared, I was scared that I couldn't make it work and that it's just not possible to build an online business. And so what proof that you saw, and, and I'm sure it was multiple things, but yeah. uh, that, that kind of changed your mind that, you know, yes, this is possible, and these guys are not crooks, and uh, they're actually, you know, credible people, and they're making credible money, and they're doing it in, a, in a ways with integrity. Uh, so what, what did you see that said, you know what, this, this can be done? Um. My friend was very important in that process because he explained how he was running his business, which was uh, flipping websites. And he, he built the first platform in Germany to sell websites. And he is an app development and all that stuff. He does so much, so lots of things. And um, also the openness and transparency that Pat blogs with at smartpassiveincome.com 
And maybe the training program, joining the training program that I did, um, I joined it because I had the money back guarantee. So if I didn't like it, I would just get my money back. But it turned out that the concept they were teaching really resonated with me. And so I just kept going. Mm-hmm. That that makes sense. Now, you talk about fear. And I when I was reading through your website, that, you know, that's a topic that, that has come up uh, several times. Yeah. So what is your way of of dealing with it because you know I don't know if I know it happens in my life and you know it's just something you can't really avoid or anxiety and and all those things but it's more like dealing with it so what is your advice for dealing with fears I see fears as an as an indicator that you are on the right track because um fears are made up by our comfort zone and our comfort zone is trying to keep us in a, in a way of life where we know what to expect when we take a certain action. We, we feel safe, we feel secure, we feel comfortable. But that way of living isn't the way when you want to experience the extraordinary things. You need to take some risk from time to time. Uh, like Warren Buffett said, you shouldn't test the depth of the water with both feet, but you should get one feet wet. That's my mm-hmm. take, because... Fear is um, constantly there, just as you said, and being self-employed means being in an environment of uncertainty. That's for sure. You need to adapt to changes over and over again. But I see fear as part of the game, and that's something that we can work on to leverage because fear makes us more conscious about what's going on, I think. Okay. Now... What advice would you have for those that, you know, maybe they have their jobs or maybe they're going to school and, you know, it's not for the right reasons uh, and they want to make this transition? What do you think are some of the things that they need to uh, worry about if they want to make that transition? The first thing I'd say is becoming clear of your true passions and your purpose because you need to have a vision of what you want to do in your life and um, so how do you how do you I'm sorry to interrupt but how yeah, sure. do you do that because you know if I'm if I'm going getting my master's degree but I really hate my life uh doing it like what can I do because a lot of people don't even know what what the heck they want to do with their <laughs> life you know yeah. so so have you have you gone through that uh, were you oh, were you always sure what you wanted to do uh so w- w- how how would you describe that um I didn't know always what I wanted to do, that's for sure. Um, I, take a, I took a very close look inside myself and I pictured the life that I wanted to live. I imagined the perfect day that I would live, uh, where I would wake up, um, about the relationships that I was in uh, with, with, with the wife, being married or having just a girlfriend or what people I was surrounded by and what car I was driving and how I would spend my day, what I would do if money isn't a part of the game, because when um, when you don't see money as a reason to do something, you can do what you want. And I, I thought about what fields I was naturally attracted to, what I was interested in, and what groups of people resonated with me. I tried to figure out um, what's really interesting me and what i would do even if it uh what i would do if i would not have to earn money 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so once you remove the money from the equation and you really – it's almost like daydreaming exactly, of what would yeah. be the perfect day, right? Yeah. So – and and if, if you don't have to hustle, how would you spend the perfect day? So yep. thinking about that helped you? Yeah, exactly. You mentioned on your on your side that there were times when you worked 65 hours a week. How many hours do you work now and, and how do you spend your day? Um, I'm working probably five hours a week and that's the time when I'm doing administrative stuff I'm not passionate about. Um, spending time on my business isn't work for me anymore because I figured out what I'm passionate about and I'm making money with that. But running my business probably takes up 40 to maybe 45 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in terms of um, building a following, because I mean, you, you do mention that you know you have you have quite a lot of traffic coming to your site, and you you have a following to your site. So what is what do you what is your advice if if somebody's starting uh, an online business or a, a blog, what do you think uh, is the most important thing to build your own platform? Uh collecting email addresses and building a mailing list. I'm a very big fan of Derek Halpern in this part because um when people sign up for your mailing list you, they give them the permission to market to them and to sell them information directly to your inbox, to their inbox. You know, it's it's so interesting because I don't know if you if you read his blog on April first. <laughs> yeah, I saw the message. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was scratching my head. You know, I'm deleting my email list and all that. And you know, that was such a good point because yeah. uh, you hear for the last uh, I don't know seven six seven years it was all social media right and it's all facebook this and that but it seems that really nothing beats email marketing and having your own list what do you think about that i agree 100 percent because um when you rely on social media you are dependent on the platform that you are using what happens if your account gets suspended for example in the beginning my twitter account got suspended uh, three times a week in the first two weeks because I was too stupid to use it. I was make, I was following too many people at one time and Twitter treated my account as spam and just suspended it for two days and I couldn't access my Twitter list. Just for mm-hmm. an example. And with the mailing list, you have every address in your own control. You can download the addresses, import them in other programs and just, yeah, you are, sh- you are secure with that email list. When you email your list, uh, what is the frequency and what is your style? Is it is it uh, a newsletter style? Do you send uh, just a, like a personal email? Hey, this is what's new with us. Uh, wh- what is your strategy for that? Um, I try to send an email once a week. I'm not able to stick to that schedule all the time, but I try it. And usually... I share the latest blog posts and I share some interesting topics that have came up through the week that could be valuable or that I think are valuable for the list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we talk about and hear about outsourcing a lot and personal assistance. And Do you do any outsourcing? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm working with a great company called iIntellect. They are a web development and web design company. And um, I'm working with them for like eight months now, and they're handling the web design stuff when I take on new web design clients. 
Okay, so it's pretty much uh, you're you're selling the project, but then the fulfillment is done by your outsource partner. Exactly, I'm taking care of the project management, so that the client gets the website that he expects to get, and I, I'm creating the strategy with the client, like uh, strategic positioning and target audience definition and all that stuff, and. I'm giving the concept to my VAs to create the website. And your uh, this iIntellect, are they located in uh, what part of the world are they in? In Pakistan, they're located. Okay, that's good. Anything else that you outsource or that you recommend outsourcing for a business? Um, I I will outsource some social media stuff in the future, mm-hmm. like like Chris Ducker does with his uh, Facebook account he's outsourcing the creation of the status updates i think he gets uh, maybe 10 updates a week and he just bu- he just schedules them himself and ob- obviously he goes through them and adds his own voice to them but the foundation of the statements is written by a va and that's something i will implement as well and um you mentioned a couple of um uh, people or programs that you've gone through but um who inspires you in business and why? Um, a really big inspiration at the moment is Ramit Sethi from I Will Teach You To Be Rich because he's building systemized businesses. That's something that I didn't know about in the beginning and thus I'm setting up the business systems for uh, maybe a month or something now. And I think systemized businesses are key to success because Ramit really has um, data-driven analytics in his programs. He's a lot about validating a market idea, validating an idea, validating the target audience that you are selling to before actually creating the product. So are you using any tools right now that you couldn't live without to either systemize your business or just to make you more productive? in, in terms of productivity, I'm using OmniFocus for Mac mm-hmm. because that, that's uh, getting things done principle by David Allen. And that principle really allows me to get a lot of things done during the day without feeling busy and getting caught up in the small, useless tasks. Um, another resource I probably couldn't live without is Dropbox. Dropbox really is important for me because I'm using lots of different devices. And I like to keep my data sync. Okay, that's good. That's good. What do you use for email marketing? Uh, Mailchimp. Mailchimp. I use the same in my business. <laughs> that's a good, <laughs> nice. good tool. Now, what are some books uh, that help you either start your business or build your business, or or maybe what's the last book that you read that you 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 thought was really good? Um, the one book that I would love, I would have read in the beginning, is "Book Yourself Solid" by Michael Port. Because that really teaches step by step how to create a uh, business of systems, which I said before is very important in my eyes. And another book that I'd recommend, as you said, you're talking a lot about outsourcing, is Virtual Freedom by Chris Ducker. Mm-hmm. And maybe the to round up the third book is Eventual Millionaire by Jamie Tardy. Great, great. Yeah, uh Virtual Freedom, that just came out in February of this year or something like that, uh, right? April 1st, two days, April. two days ago. Yeah, I know. It was very recent, yeah. very recent. So 
What is what is your dream future? If if you if you would daydream about your business, what is the perfect business look like for you? Um, I want to become known as the go-to guy when you are creating a business on the side, and I want to build or to help people build systemized businesses that can earn potentially six figures or more. So the perfect day in the future for me would look like. Um, leading a community of global entrepreneurs who are building businesses either on the side or have made the transition from employment to self-employment. And I would be located probably in the U.S. because there's just more going on in the U.S. than here in Germany. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's it, I think. Yeah, so you're planning on transitioning uh, into the U.S. to uh, grow your business? Long term for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is uh, that is a great uh, great great point. Now, that's the dream future. How can people connect with you? I mean, you you have a Jaycock that me. Is that the best way for somebody to uh, to connect with you or learn about you or? or uh, there are two best, there are two best ways I'd say. The one best way is sign up for my email list at jcock.me because then you'll get direct contact to me and get the latest updates directly delivered in your inbox. And another way is connecting with me on Twitter at imjankoch. Okay. Now, um, before I let you go, I just wanted to see if have I missed anything? Is there any last word of, of wisdom that you would like to uh, share with, with our audience? Um, I would like to point out the importance of getting out of your comfort zone because I think life just starts right after your comfort zone and when you try to get your hands dirty and just get started and push right through the fears, that's when the great things are happening. Thank you very much. With that, uh, I appreciate uh, your time, uh, Jan, and I wish you much success with your business and let's stay in touch. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, George. Thank you. Have a nice day. You too. Bye.